You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 157, featuring special guest Mike Ray, president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan. Remember, this is your podcast. Together, it's all about car community, car culture. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today we head to Dearborn, Michigan to spend some time hanging out with Mike Ray, president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan. With roughly 700 members and over 45 years of history, Moxim covers all generations of the Blue Oval Pony car. In this episode, Mike shares insights from his perspective as an unofficial ambassador of the Ford brand and his experiences growing up in the Detroit, Michigan area. It's time to head to Motor City to meet Mike Ray. So, let's get wrapped up. Hello and welcome back, Jeepers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. As always, it is really great to have you back with us again on this week's Audio Road Trip. In a few minutes, we're going to be heading out to the Detroit area to spend some time with Mike Ray. Mike is a guy who has Ford Blue pumping through his veins. But first, we'll be right back. Do you have a bucket list? Is there an entry on that list that reads something like, drive a supercar on a racetrack? Well, if so, we know how to help. Check out one of our valued corporate sponsors, Extreme Experience. They make supercars accessible to anyone. In fact, Extreme Experience travels to over 30 racetracks around the United States with a fleet of supercars so that anyone can drive the car of their dreams. And that fleet includes Porsches, Lamborghinis, McLarens, Ferraris, and more. Some of those exotic supercars you'll find on the website include the Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, the Corvette C8 C51, the Mercedes AMG GTR, the Porsche 911 GT3 RS, Ferrari 488 GTB, and more. Anyone over the age of 18 with a valid driver's license can drive, and those drives start at $109. There are no limiters or adjustments made to the cars so that you can get the maximum speed possible. In fact, Along with your price comes a professional instructor who's sitting in the passenger seat and they are going to be encouraging you to go faster. I've done it and it is awesome. If you're not ready to drive or you'd like to take along friends and family for another type of thrill, well, there is a high-speed ride-along available for anyone ages 12 or older. Those start at $69. And for this season, the Charger Hellcat Y-Buddy will be used for the ride-along. So it is your turn to experience the thrill of racing an exotic supercar on a real racetrack with no speed limits and no experience necessary. Be sure to visit theextremeexperience.com. That's T-H-E-X-T-R-E-M-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. Okay, Cubers, it is trivia time for this week's trivia question. As you're going to hear in our conversation with Mike Ray, he is Dearborn, Michigan, born and raised. What famous American industrialist also shares Dearborn as his birthplace? That answer awaits at the end of this episode. 
It's time to head to Motor City, USA to meet Mike. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and tonight I am talking with new friend Mike Ray out of the Dearborn, Michigan area. Mike, thanks for being with me this evening. Thank you so much for having me, Darren. Oh, it's great, and I appreciate the fact that Mustang Maria made the Mustang Maria made this connection and and uh, put us in touch. But you have the uh, the honor of being president of the well. It's just it's uh, voted just recently as the number one uh, regional Mustang club, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that right? Um, yeah, we were voted the number one website um, from by the Mustang Club of America a few years back. And uh, that's a great honor to, to have as well. And we are the largest regional Mustang club in the country. We're just shy of 700 members uh, at the current current time. Outstanding. And what I know when we talked off air is the fact that uh, it's not just a Facebook page. It's not a, just a registry. This is an actual club whereby you guys come together, you convene, uh, you go to, you have cruises, and, and you do events. We talked earlier about how it's your uh, your crew come to Carlisle for Ford Nationals. I mean, this is a living, breathing, the uh, Mustang Owners Club of Southeast of Southeastern Michigan is truly a car club for all car clubs. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, we've been around with the third oldest car club in the country. Um, we are actually older than the MCA, not by uh, much, but we are uh, by a couple months. And um, we, yeah, we've been growing. When I joined the club in 2005, we were at 200 members, and we got to almost 1,200 members back in 2014 during the 50th anniversary celebration. Uh, but now we usually still we hover between like six and 700 is our normal um, at the current time. So, but yes, we do a lot of um, events, um, usually weekly during the show season, and we do meet once a month. We have a board meeting once a month, and we have a general meeting once a month with our members. And pre-COVID, the meetings, the general meetings we used to have, we used to have 100 to 150 members in person, which they would uh, eat dinner, and we'd usually have a special guest from Ford Motor Company or somebody involved with Mustang over the past 57 years to tell a good story and share it with our members. So um, we do that once a month, and we also do a lot of events with Ford Motor Company or source vehicles for them as well, such as if you anybody's seen the most recent Mach 1, photo shoot, uh, the promo from Ford, it has mm -hmm. a fighter jet gray new Mach 1 in the middle and it's flanked by two 1969 Mach 1s. Both of those Mach 1s are from our club. Oh, that's excellent. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, I yeah, those the... opportunities are unbelievable. Yes. Well, and I, we were you were talking off air about uh, a great friend you have in John Clore, and he's always a member and a, and a, and a crew member of, of this podcast. What an amazing guy. Just one yeah, of John them. is my closest uh, ally in the whole industry, and um, you'll, at Carlisle, you'll see, last year I actually got to chauffeur John around and help him with all his uh, um, business dealings, if you will, at Carlisle, um, and I will get to do that again this year. Um, usually I was working um, with my past jobs at Axel Booth, but the last couple of years I've been kind of a free agent at Carlisle, and I actually got to experience it a lot and help John uh, on the ground. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I really like the tagline to your on your website that your club is a family club, quote, well, a quote, a family club dedicated to preserving the legend of the Ford Mustang. And I'm sure you have seen firsthand how multiple generations are in feeling that passion of the pony car. 
Absolutely. Um, and for a while, way before my time in the club, we were just a first-generation club, so we only honored them from 1965 to 1973. Mm-hmm. But that changed in the 80s, and uh, since then it's just obviously expanded, and we welcome any Mustang um, you know, in the world uh, to join our club. Oh, sure. What, uh, what Stangs do you have in your stable? I have a 2005 uh, Mustang Fastback. Um, in silver, and then I have a 1993 Mustang GT convertible in uh, blue, one of four built. Wow, one of four. What yeah. what shade of blue is that, Mike? Uh, it, it's the dark blue, and it's got the silver bottom, and it has a blue top, which is one of the rare parts of it. Okay, it has a um, a high performance radio inside, if you will, which became in the Cobras for '93, so it was not a high take great option in the GTs. I think it was like eight or nine hundred dollar option back then, mm-hmm. and no one really takes the option. But it has that, and it also has the high performance rear end that was in it. So with all those things put together, um, there was only four of them built in that same combination. Incredible! That's a good, great provenance on that vehicle. Well, let's. Yeah, actually, I you know Kevin Marty's the one who told me about that when I was looking to buy it. Kevin Marty's a great friend of mine as well, and I uh, reached out to him to see if he knew anything about it and. I was telling him what it had and everything, and he told me buy it. <laughs> so I bought it, and I've had it for about seven years now. Very cool. Yeah, that makes it even more special when you, you have a, a connection that helps you out with it. Well, talk, yeah. talk us back through everybody's story. I, I really enjoy knowing everybody's story and, and how they get to where they are. Um, when did you first know that you had a passion for all things four-wheeled? Well, I know the first car show that I ever remember, I was like eight years old, and my dad took me to a car show, and I remember picking out uh, my favorite car, which at that time was a 1965 Black Mustang Coupe, if you will, out of all of them. Um, You know, Fastback's obviously my favorite, but at that time, I was obsessed with the Black Coupe and just loved Mustangs, and I grew up in the city of Dearborn, so um, that's where Ford Motor Company's headquarters is. I got to drive by the big glass house every single day with my parents. And funny story that I like to share with everybody is you drive by it, the windows are green, uh, you know, in that building um, on a certain, the way that light hits it sometimes. I always used to ask my parents, why are, why is the green? And my dad said, those are bags of money. You want to work there one day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I actually got the, the opportunity to do so. I was going to say, and I know that that was actually on your resume. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, it was, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a little history about myself um, is I worked with the government, and most people don't know, for 21 years with the federal government, and, but my passion was always Mustangs. In 2005, I joined the Mustang Club just as a member, and in 2006, I was vice president and then quickly became president. So wow. I've been with the club now for, this is my 16th year, and I've uh, been running it for a long, long time. I just have an outstanding uh, board of directors team. And uh, we really, really make things happen. But So that got me into the Mustang world and got me known in the Ford world, if you will. And when I was retiring from the, Ford, uh, from the federal government, Ford reached out and said, you know, we need somebody for our launch teams for 2015 Mustang and the GT350. This is something you might be interested in. So, of course, I was interested, and that's where I landed my job and was very, very fortunate to, to join the launch teams for those two years. Mm. And after that, call from Roush Performance. They offered me a position to be their marketing manager and to be the head of events uh, for them. So I did that for four years and made a ton of good friends. Um, helped work on the SEMA cars that we'd had. So if you you were on a route, 
2015 of Roush cars on the Ford stage at SEMA from 2015 through 2018. My hand was in each and every one of those. Um, and my favorite, if anybody listening remembers, was the Roush 729 Mustang. It was actually in grabber green, a Ford original color from 1970. We did a Roush 729 Mustang that was in grabber green that was on the main stage at Ford at SEMA um, in 2017. Mm. So just a great, great honor to work on that. Then I got the move to Celine Automotive. Um, Amy Boylan called me and offered me a job there. And I was there for a little over a year. And I was the senior director of sales and dealer relations for Celine. And then I got to work on a special private project for Ford Motor Company for the enthusiasts, um, an archive collection. And now I'm currently the performance specialist at Gorno Ford in Woodhaven, Michigan, which is one of the top performance dealers in the state of Michigan. Oh, my. What a great... Uh great list of places you've been talk a little bit about what uh, a day in the life is for you and and what you what you're doing right now and and all the great things that, i mean all the go fast goodies and everything else you get exposed to i mean that's got to be a great gig yeah you know and like i said my phone's ringing i get 100 emails a day and uh <laughs> so my day job is trying to sell some cars and sell some performance vehicles out there but i'm also always working with ford um we just worked together on the global mustang day event Mm-hmm. Um, last weekend, and we had a, a little over 200 cars here in Dearborn area. We did a road rally um, due to COVID restrictions, and before it helped us out greatly on that, um, we had a lot of the senior management team from Ford Motor Company out there. Jim Farley even came out to join us. It was just an absolute great time, and got to take a drive from downtown Detroit at the new train station building that Ford owns. We drove out to Ann Arbor to Haggerty Insurance, and then we came back to the um, famous Ford's Garage in Dearborn um, for a show and shine at the end and so people could actually have a little um, food with their cars and then also had some good vendors there such as Brembo, Recaro, um, you know, Motor City Solutions. So we had a lot of good sponsors there as well and Ford brought out a lot of the, the new toys like the big Bronco, the 1400 horsepower Mach-E that Vaughn couldn't create it and a lot of good times and a lot of good um, assets there from Ford from people to see in person that they normally wouldn't get to see elsewhere. That's tremendous. Well, it sounds like Ford has been a, I mean, not as it, not only obviously did they make your favorite car, but they have been a key part of your career and just you as your, as president of your club and um, really a strong ally in all, all possible ways. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the thing I really love about Ford, and I tell this to them all the time is the reason I love Ford Motor Company the most is because no one acts like they are better than you. They want to be part of your family. Mm. They get on the same playing field with you. Everybody I have to work with, I've usually probably even worked for or worked with before. And it's just that they're, they're friends, they're family. They're not uh, somebody who works at Ford or basically, like I said, like a, you know, a coworker or anything. They are absolutely friends and family. I consider them and they feel the same about me. And I treasure that. Uh, and I will take that to my grave because, that's why I do what I do and don't get paid for it with the club mm-hmm. it's because of the relationships that I got to build and the, um, the family that I became part of. Uh, you hit a, an operative word with, with family, and it sounds like as an OEM and of their size, it, what I find incredible is that they really, they listen. I mean, they they care. They Like you mentioned about the launch programs, and they want perspectives from various areas and backgrounds and and. Uh, to John Clore, your best friend in the in the business, um, he just takes so much time and invests to 
to talk to the 16-year-old, the 17-year-old that bought their first Fox body and they're doing all the work themselves. And in the interview that I have with John on the podcast, he talked about um, there's a kid that had painted his whole Mustang with a shaker can and he was so proud of it. And, and John gave him the full attention and, and acknowledged the vehicle and the hard work uh, is you know, no different than he would if he were looking at a half million dollar Ford GT. Absolutely. John reaches the enthusiast world better than anybody else I can ever imagine in this whole industry. Um, Ford is so lucky to have him as such a huge asset because he touches everybody and they always remember John. And he does presentations like at Carlisle. He'll have presentations in the tent each and every year. And, you know, a lot of people will have speakers at meetings or events like that. And if they talk for a half hour plus, a lot of people are starting to fall asleep or lose interest. Mm-hmm. Not if you're listening to John Clore, you won't. Uh, no. He keeps you going, and he'll tell the story and give information that nobody else really knew and give you some insights that um, a lot of people couldn't even imagine that John will get to share with you. So he's definitely one of the best speakers and, and touches the enthusiast unlike anybody else for sure. Yeah, an incredibly relatable human being. And you are fortunate, as you mentioned, to to be able to work with him on the fairgrounds uh, when he was taking care of all his business matters. I'm sure you heard great stories if you guys were in a golf cart together most of the day or however that worked. I'm sure too many anecdotes to even recall. It's just he, what a great storyteller he is. Absolutely. We, we, we uh, drive on the cart all day long, all weekend long together. And then also at night when there's any speaking engagements or if we're invited to dinner, we're usually at those together as well. And it's usually with some Ford execs. Um, you know, we were with um, Carl Woodman, who's the current Mustang chief engineer. Um, we were with Cash Singh, who's the Ford performance marketing manager. With Jim Owens, who's the brand manager for Shelby and Mustang. Mm-hmm. And we even been uh, to a certain events, and we work with Dave Parasek, who's the, now the director of Icon and the former Mustang chief engineer. And Dave's another one that me, when me, him, and John get together, uh, <laughs> it's just more like the three just together we just we absolutely love each other (laughs) we're going to take a quick break we're only going to be gone for just about 60 seconds right now we would like to proudly mention our official oem sponsor porsche mechanicsburg in the market for a macan cayenne 718 or 911 porsche mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models When it comes to service on these magnificent machines, their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of Porsche engineering is world-class. These are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the Faulkner Auto Group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now-completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality. Parked in your driveway. And let's get back to our interview. And isn't that the great part about this industry and this hobby, that it brings people from disparate areas and backgrounds and everybody comes together just for the enjoyment of of the vehicles. But it's a... It's a it's a great fraternity of just car people, men and women that just all love what we love. Yeah, and you know, for me, I think Ford 
appreciates me so much because they can see the passion that I have as basically a brand ambassador for them. Mm. No matter where I go, I'm always promoting Ford Motor Company. I'm always promoting Mustang, and I'm doing anything I possibly can to always um, make the brand shine, if you will, mm-hmm. um, with, with everything I say or uh, anywhere I'm at. Yeah, that's, it's obvious. I mean, I, I know just in our email communications and our, our off-air talk that uh, there's no containing your uh, your allegiance to the Blue Oval and, and just uh, with just the commitment they have to their customer base, to their enthusiasts. And uh, I can't think of too many OEMs that invest as much as they do into that. And uh, John is no. a great a great example and diplomat to that very point. And I know you've heard the adage, the Ford guys, do they bleed Ford blue? Well, I was literally, I was getting um, an antibody infusion yesterday, and uh, on my Facebook post, someone posted, are they injecting you with more Ford blue today? <laughs> and I just had to laugh and say, yes. Um, you know, the one crazy thing, though, about you said about Ford listening, um, if I can tell you a quick story. Of course. Uh, back in 2010, Ford introduced, or invited our board of directors out to Flat Rock, Michigan, where they actually built the Mustang. And they were showing us the new 2010-style Mustang before it went live to the public. So we got to take a look at it, and I was walking. Gentleman asked me, "What do you think of those? What do you think of the car?" I said, "Well, I'm not a big fan of the tail light. Kind of looks like a Toyota or a Honda to me." And he turned and looked at me and said, "Well, how you doing? I'm Dave Parasek. I'm the chief engineer." And that was the first time I ever met Dave, and we are literally best friends to this day. And he respected me because I told him that I didn't sugarcoat it. Sure, told him what it was. He the same but you know there's obviously budget restrictions that put things in place but as you know in 2013 those taillights changed and they became the best taillights ever yeah. so talk about listening to your customers he absolutely did that and me and dave are very close friends to this day yeah and there's something to be said for that honesty that candor and uh yeah it, it all paid off in the end he heard you he appreciated your honesty and three to years later uh the design adjusted that's pretty amazing. Are there other yeah. really cool stories that you think that the Cars of Carlisle listeners would enjoy? Even if there's um, similar to that or even just uh, favorite years that you've been here in Carlisle for Ford Nationals, uh, what do you think? What do you want to share? Yep, I've been there every year since 2006. Um, so I know John has been there every single year. He has never missed one. He's even missed his kids' uh, high school graduation to be at Carlisle. He did say uh, that on the interview, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there since 2006, and like I said, uh, working with Ken Appel has been super great. Our club comes down, we do a caravan down from Michigan. Um, we leave down on Thursday morning really early um, for the, the Carlisle weekend, and you know we come back on late Sunday night, and uh, it, it's just a great time each and every year. And like I said, I think my biggest highlight at Carlisle is getting to see each and every person um, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun story about meeting people and family is, well, I've been running the car club for a long time, and I was grooming um, my vice president, who was, uh, her name was Sarah Cassette, and I, she came to Carlisle for the first time in 2017, and I was walking her around and introducing to our sponsors, some of the OEMs, and I introduced her to Gary Patterson, who's the president of Shelby American. And um, currently now, her last name is Sarah Patterson because she married Gary. <laughs> oh. So um, she's the first lady of Shelby now. And it's kind of funny because, <laughs> um, like I said, it was it's all because of the people we knew. And they actually got introduced by me at Carlisle back in 2017. <laughs> that is a great story. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, and everybody keeps asking me still to this day, hey, do you know this girl that Gary married? She's supposed to be from Michigan. And my response always is, who do you think introduced him? That's right. Do I? Yes, of course I know her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, but no, good timing. Like a, you know, here's another story about that. So um, I was at Roush for a long time, but we were good friends with everybody from Shelby, Aaron Shelby, you know, Gary Patterson and all that. And Sam Trout used to be their truck driver and used to unload the cars. Well, one year... Sam had a cast on his arm, and he couldn't get the cars off the trailer. So my truck driver at Roush, we're all good friends, we're all good family, and he went and took the cars off of the Shelby trailer and brought them off for them so they could actually have them on display. And they thanked us at their meeting and, you know, said, I hate people who think that, you know, Shelby and Roush are enemies. We're all friends. We just offer a different product to uh, the people. Yeah, that's right. And um, we used to have lunch with them all the time when we were at Carlisle. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing, like I said, we're one big family. Um, There's definitely no hatred there. It's nothing but love. Mm -hmm. And it's went a long way, and I think it's grown tremendously over the last 10 years um, by the family that we've, a little family circle, if you will, that we've created. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I appreciate hearing those kinds of things. And, and it does make you realize that um, competitors, market competitors, don't have to uh, don't have to act as, as enemies, as you said, but rather everybody's, they has your, yeah, everyone has their niche and they have their customer base and uh, why there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah, let the, let the, you know, the owners have fun. That's fine, you know. If they're saying, well, Shelby's better than Roush or Roush is better than Shelby, let them have their things, but, Sure. But, you know, on the management side of it, you know, we're all good friends and we're all doing the same business and we're all there to basically deliver something to the customers that fit their, their needs and to, to make them happy and to enjoy their vehicle a little more. Yeah. Here, here. Oh, that's amazing. Well, what other, I mean, this is again, open mic for you to, to share anything about uh, <clears throat> your, your club or about uh, anything you're working on or just promoting um, people can find you at mocsem.com, mocsem.com, as far as your Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan. Um, I'll give right. you, I'll give you the final time behind the wheel, Mike. Whatever you'd like to share, the mic is yours. No pun intended. Yeah, you know, so for um, the Moxham Club, which is uh, the acronym for, like you said, the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, um, we're just under 700 members at the time. But we are a fake club. We like to try to do family events. Um, we have 11 board of directors that have been on with me for, most of them have been on with me for quite a long time. And um, we try to set up events, you know, around the area. And we like to do a few overnights as well each and every year. Um, one of them being, we traveled down to Tip City, Ohio, to the Gail Halderman Museum. We were very fortunate um, to know Gail for many, many years. Um, Gail sadly passed away last year. Um, but he was with us and, um, one of our lifetime members, one of our Mustang heroes, and he invited us down to his barn every year and we'd go down there and have a huge luncheon. He would tell us stories back from the Iacocca days. He'd sign autographs from everybody and we'd get to walk through the museum. So, um, but as him, him being one of the Mustang heroes, we'll kind of like blend in here to probably one of my favorite stories with the club. Um, we've done a couple really big things and I think the biggest thing we ever accomplished was. In 2014, during the 50th celebration of Mustang, um, Ford had a um, specialized budget, and they were doing two events in Carlisle, or in Charlotte, and in Las Vegas. So those were the two big events that Ford was putting on during the 50th, and everybody wanted the event in Dearborn where they thought it should be because it was Michigan, and that's where Ford Motor Company was born. 
So Ford reached out to me. We are our car show used to be the week before the Woodward Dream Cruise every year. And this year they wanted to get more people in for one weekend to celebrate fifty years of Mustang. So we they asked if we could change it to the day after Woodward Dream Cruise. Um, which we did. Our sponsors absolutely loved it. Since they didn't have to stay an entire week now, they could just stay, stay one weekend. And since then, it has just been a hit, and we've stayed at that date since 2014. Um, and a lot of people say, well, that's how you always get a 1,000 cars at your show um, and all that. But you got to remember, we had a 1,000 cars twice before that, and that's when it was the week before mm. Woodward. So um, that does not lend to that at all. But it worked out great for our sponsors, um, which helped um, you know, run the operations for the club um, financially by having our sponsors on board with us. But during that year, um, we had 1,289 cars at our show for a one-day car show, um, which was an all-time record for us. And the best event, though, that's still deemed um, the best 50th event at all was the Mustang Heroes Banquet that we did in Dearborn, Michigan, where we had 60 Mustang Heroes, hand-selected by myself and John Clore, um, from the whole 60 years, back to vice presidents, to presidents of Ford Motor Company, to Mustang chief engineers, to members of the Mustang team, to members of the aftermarket, to original design team. Um, like Gail, Gail Holderman was the man who um, sketched the first Mustang ever. So Gail was there. We had clay modelers there. Um, all engineers from certain teams that were there. From SBT, we had all the current chiefs there. And so it was just such a great experience for most people could never meet all those people ever, let alone all in one place. Unreal. So we did a horseshoe-shaped autograph session beginning at 8 p.m., and it was scheduled for like 8 to 10 p.m. That went on until almost 2.30 in the morning oh, um, wow. for people actually <laughs> signing autographs because that's how popular it was. Wow. And the next morning, we had to be down at Woodward at 6 a.m., so <laughs> there was no sleep that night for all of us. But um, it was an event that we could never forget. So that was a great event there. Um, the other one that stands out is we were um, invited to hold one of our general meetings inside the Ford World Headquarters Auditorium. Oh my. So um, that was really cool. Never done by another club before. We had 450 club members at that meeting. And we had every Ford exec you can possibly think of on the ground. Uh, Mark Fields was there. Jim Farley was there. Raj Nair was there. Dave Parasek was there. Vaughn Gidden Jr. was there. The list goes on and on. Ethel Ford was there. Mm. And, uh, it, yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing event that we actually got to do that. And it just came off with, with, without a hitch. I mean, it was like we were doing our meetings there all the time. And um, Ford really, really loved how we pulled it off, how professionally it came off. And the members still, to, the, to, to this day, it's one of their favorite events that they ever got to attend. Wow, that's sensational. So amazing. Yeah. You have had some great memories, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, and plenty more to come, I can promise you that. You bet, and that's the best way to look at it. I keep saying the best miles are still out in front, over the hood, not in the rearview mirror, so that's well, great. That's Carol Shelby's favorite line, right? They always said, you know, what's your, your favorite favorite car? Oh, yeah. He goes, the next one. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect uh, quote. I love that, for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, and I've been very fortunate. Like I said, I got to work for Jack Roush. I got to work for Steve Celine. I did not get to work for Carol Shelby, but respect the man uh, beyond words. I'm very, very close with his grandson, Aaron Shelby. Um, and, you know, we talk constantly, and so I still feel very connected within the Shelby family. Yeah, how blessed you are. 
They have all those, yeah, those very, connections. Very. And you said it best earlier, and that is that these aren't just uh, co-workers or colleagues. These are family members, and it's uh, it's a bond unlike like anything. So that's that's awesome. I can pick up my phone and call any one of those names I've mentioned to you today, um, and and all of them will pick up the phone, and uh, and we will have a conversation just like they were one of my friends. That's incredible. Well, Mike, I I so enjoyed hearing all about that. Please feel free to come back on the show anytime, and uh, we would do. We'd love to. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to in June getting to uh, to meet you face to face at the Carlisle Fairgrounds. Absolutely, I will be there. You can count on that, and I'll make sure that uh, me and John drive the cart over and spend some time with you. All right, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Have a wonderful evening in Dearborn, and, and uh, really appreciate your time and being part of this show. Thank you so much for having me, Darren. It's been an honor. A big thank you to Mike Ray for spending some time hanging out with all of us here at the Cars of Carlisle crew. Hoping to meet Mike face-to-face when he's in town for the Carlisle Ford Nationals in the first week of June. All right, friends, it is time to disengage a clutch flip the throttle, rev match, and downshift to this week's trivia answer. And as you heard me say at the top of the show, Dearborn, Michigan is not only the birthplace of this week's special guest, Mike Ray, but also a famous American industrialist. Who would that be? The answer, Henry Ford. Henry Ford was born on the 30th of July in the year 1863 in Dearborn, which is Wayne County, Michigan. And I thought what was interesting in doing some research is in the year 1919, Henry Ford actually enlisted a lot of time and money to have his birthplace, the farm in which he was born, fully restored. So all the buildings were either rebuilt or uh, refurbished or replaced um, from just the outbuildings, the, you name it. Everything was basically restored to the way he remembers it from his, or, yeah, from his childhood. And he did the whole restoration as a dedication to his uh, his mother, who was uh, Mary Ford. And uh, oh, my, one other thing to mention too: Did you know that Henry Ford was the second billionaire in America? That was only after oil magnate John D. Rockefeller. And that is this week's trivia answer. Well, friends, we are at the end of this week's road trip. We're putting it back into the garage, and we're excited to have you come back next Tuesday and join us yet again. Because together it is all about car community and car culture. For now, I'll sign off with drive well, be well, take care.